Hello and welcome to Podcast Data, the Cold Trader podcast. My name is Ezekiel, I'm the editor and co-runner of Cold Trader, and today I'm joined by a special guest of the very variety, Island Jet Setter, Brendan. Hello, Brendan. G'day, yes, how are you going, mate? Yeah, I'm not bad, and yourself? Uh, a bit tired from my last island hopping experience, but uh, I think I'll manage. Yeah, well, you've managed to, to shuffle along to today's recording of the episode of podcasting. Yeah, for the I, require of another, I require <laughs> I require another coffee, but I think we'll be we'll be able to manage. Um, so I'd say let's just get started. Oh yes, and and before we go on, today's episode is sponsored by no one. Well, I guess uh, I guess we could kind of say it's sponsored by the lovely people who donate to the Patreon, but you know, we we could say that. But you know, of course, we're we're now trying to get as much corporate sponsorship on as possible, just so the whole episodes are based around corporate. What am I saying? Anyway, um, <laughs> you tried. So there was an attempt. I tried. There was an attempt, but it's 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 anyway. sponsored by. Anyway, anyway, okay. all right. Bad jokes aside, today we're talking about the first three Crash Bandicoot games, and the reason why we're talking about them is because we want to. That's exactly right. Yes. So, uh, we're actually going to try and structure it a bit more. So this episode might be a little bit more rigid. We'll see. Um, we, anyway, we've, tr- gonna... we've tried a few times to get this right, but um, we should be able to get it right this time, I think. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully. Anyway. Yeah, until the next time. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, let's start off talking about the plots. Mm-hmm. Uh, Crash Bandicoot. The, overall, the series has never had anything too... Well, the first three have never had anything too complex or deep. They're just something to get you into them so the first one was your a failed experiment of dr neocortex who's creating an army and he wanted you to be the head army honcho i think well i i think that was the case um basically you were going to be the shining the the, the best thing that um neo like crash bandicoot was going to be the best thing that neocortex ever made but um unfortunately um it, you weren't. You weren't. Well, you um, were. Despite well, well, maybe- uh, Nitrous Brio's warnings, um, Cortex does just say, no, nah, I'm going to do this. Um, he tries to use the Cortex Vortex in, in an attempt to control him. Um, but unfortunately, something weird happens. The Vortex rejects Crash. And something that they could have never thought would ha- would possibly happen. Um, and then he escapes. Um, and then... Cortex prepares a female bandicoot named Torna, and this is basically the the the, the crux of the game. Crash is basically set off sets he sets off on a, on a quest to save Torna and to defeat uh, um, Nitrous Brio and Neo Cortex. Yep. To save well, you've uh, you've uh, you've given the plot much more than the game does just there. Yeah, it, it's it's very it's very minimal. It's there it's there just to get you into the game and get you playing. Um, but yeah, other than that, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> second game, oh, spoilers from here on spoilers. out. Spoilers. <laughs> uh, second game, you defeat Cortex. He comes crashing down to the islands, mm. of which the first game is set. Ends up in a cavern, discovers crystals. Says, of course. And then a thing happens. Then you get roped in to, um, by Cortex, sort of roped in, to, um gather the crystals to save the planet 
but all well, might not be as it seems. Yeah, exactly. The you can't really trust Cortex at all. You can always you can always trust Cortex to be Cortex. So no, no, now you're saying too much. <laughs> Go and play the game. Um, and then and then there's uh, Crash Bandicoot Three. Similar plot. Um, you've got the warp room and that sort of thing. But now it's a, it's a time travel um sort of sort of thing as well. So it's pretty much like the second game, but um sort of sort of sort of like the second game, but but different. But different, yeah. So this time the bad guys are out to gather the crystals through different time periods. And then you go through those time periods and stop them. And there's a whole thing with um, masks now and stuff like that. And it's just, eh. No, no, no. Hey, hey, hey. We're, we're, we're not poo-pooing the plots yet. Hey, hey, hey. We're allowed to say <laughs> it's a big proportion of the story. But anyway. <laughs> it, it is it is a big proportion of the story, but we'll poo-poo them later. Okay. Right. <laughs> now is not the time for poo-pooing. Well, I'll be right back. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's, Um, I guess we should start with the... uh. The, the gameplay. gameplay? Yeah. Cool. Right. So the first one, the first game was a platformer. So it was the second and third one. So as you can imagine, that involves platforms and you platforming on those platforms. Um, and no, you so jump the on first, them. <laughs> yep. So probably the, the most similar thing between all three of the games is you have a very set path to follow. You break stuff. So the, the first one... The first one, Crash, jumped and spun and moved around, of course. That was his whole move set, And you use those to navigate the environment. Um, you know, when it came to... Yeah, you know, like you'd smash boxes to get gems. No, it was Wampa Fruit mostly. No, no, you didn't use Wampa Fruit to get gems. You smashed boxes because you had your... To get gems, you had to break... Oh, yeah, you had to break all the boxes in the level. In the level. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Collect Wampa Fruits, 100 Wampa Fruit get you a life yeah collect a life gets you a life collect three masks you get invincibility for a short period of time yeah very simple stuff you know you had uh regular boxes you had boxes you could bounce on you also had tnt boxes which you jumped on countdown blow up second game very much similar though you have a few more moves there's a few more box varieties um that's basically about it to say about it. And the third one, again, you have a few more moves. You unlock moves and you also have, uh, I think, one new box variety. Not 100% certain. Oh, sorry. From the so the first one, you, you're just clearing levels. Second one, you're collecting crystals and clearing levels in order to progress. And the third one, same. You're collecting crystals, blah. Still collecting gems, all that other stuff. Yeah. Um, well, I guess the, I guess relics. the biggest thing in the third one is the is the time trial mode. Time trial mode. That's about it, really. Yeah, and and less platforming as well. Yeah, yeah, more exploration, less platforming, which was kind of cool at the time. Yeah, so like that that basically covers the plots and the gameplay is pretty tightly. We'll we'll talk about um, presentation in a bit. Yeah. Um. So I guess. I guess we can yeah, start the, the, going into the indi- like in each individual game now. I'd yeah. Say. So I. So yeah. Well, the first one and the the other. Number two and three leaned more onto their plots than the first one. The first one really... I mean, even though they're always just kind of an excuse to get moving. Um, there, there's a little bit more story in the second and third games. It's just in the first game, it just it just gives you enough to give you a premise, essentially. Yeah, it, it's really like nothing else. It, it, 
else other than just a base excuse really well let's be honest like these the, these particular games don't really need too much of a premise in order to to play them it just gives you just a just something to go on essentially yeah that's why i said <laughs> but anyway um so yeah with the first one the way so levels often they didn't move around too much um like there's a, the a lot of what the first game did is it it got the core concepts down pretty good actually you know um it alternated between moving forward moving backwards and and side scrolling depending on the level mm. um moving so when i say moving forward moving backwards i mean moving away from the camera moving toward the camera and moving side to side of the camera um the platforming it had a gradual ramp up of course um yeah. some of the later levels are pretty difficult in some ways yeah uh you know the the gameplay was pretty basic it was pretty straightforward I think one of the defining features of um, each Crash Bandicoot game is the um, is the way that the camera moves with you, instead of just being on the side or as a side scroller or something like that. When you when you're going through the three D sort of movement levels, um, all the areas in the game, the camera just moves so fluidly with you as you're going through the level as well. Yeah, but it's it's not necessarily stuck to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so like it, it's it's fixed. I think except for a couple of places in some of the games, it's it's constantly it's it's constantly in a fixed position, if I remember correctly. Yeah. I think the second and third game started to started dabbling in different camera elements, especially with some of the uh different level types as well. But um we'll get onto those in, in just a moment. Yeah. So like with, with the first one, you know, they, they got the core gameplay down pat. Crash kind of felt a bit uh, not so much sluggish but weighty there in, was in a, a sense there was a little bit of clunkiness between the first and the third games which they they ended up um smoothing it out quite a lot by the third game but you can kind of tell that the basis was there and it worked really well from the get-go yeah because like jumping feels good and so does spinning you know um yeah and like you, you generally move pretty quickly through the levels also which helps uh so yeah like you obviously had your platforming you had bosses of course and bosses generally followed a pattern you attack them when their guard is down yeah yeah usual stuff um attack weak point for maximum damage <laughs> don't we're, we're not <laughs> one you butchered yeah i butchered the i butchered the quote yeah and two we're not doing that okay fine if, if you want to if you want to talk about if you want to talk about crabs and giant crabs sometime i'm more than willing to have that conversation with you <laughs> all right we'll 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 we'll, re we'll reconvene that conversation later <laughs> i will bore you with all the crab information i know oh you couldn't but bore we're me. not <laughs> but anyway <laughs> we're not having that conversation now this is where we're talking about we're talking an about anthropomorphized <laughs> we're talking not just a bandicoot an anthropomorphized bandicoot Right. Yeah, true. That because jumps he's... and spins and has a floppy nose. Well, if we're talking about anthropomorphized, um, anthropomorphic, oh, I don't even know how to pronounce it. If we're talking about anthropomorphic um, bandicoots, Torna is really weird to look at in the first game. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Torna is 
we'll cover that in presentation. Yeah. <laughs> um. But anyway. Uh, no. Anyway. <laughs> so back on topic. Yeah. Yeah. So crash. You know, kind of sluggish, kind of weighty, but it it still feels good to control him. Um, and he's only really sluggish and weighty in comparison to two onward. And by two onward, of course, I mean two and three. Yeah. Yeah. Um. You know, so there's a couple of levels that aren't moving forward. You know, there's there's quite a few that are moving, like, that are side-scrolling-ish. Uh, actually, I think, was it Cortex Power? Some of the levels started playing around bet- with alternating between moving forward, moving backwards, and and moving side to side a bit, actually, in Crash 1. Yeah, yeah. Now that I think about it. Because the, level, the levels themselves felt dynamic, and they would change... Uh, especially the chase levels i found like some of the chase levels had some really nice um transitions from uh from forward and back uh gameplay to side scrolling gameplay and and just all the levels just felt so dynamic and different compared to any other platformer i'd played at the time well well, hang on with the chase levels there's only one chase level in the first one that alternated between Backwards well, and forwards, I'm and, and those only I'm speaking towards. in general in terms of the series because there's multiple uh, uh, throughout the series. Yeah. So, but in the first game, it kind of showed how how well it could be done. Yeah, and and you also had auto scrolling, like a couple of auto scrolling levels, but there was scrolling forward whilst you rode a boar. Yeah, yeah, they were quite fun. Yeah, yeah, like the the first one has a has a fair bit of challenge as well, like platforming challenge, but um, a lot of it I think is pretty set so it's it's easy enough to learn the pattern if, if you spend the time with it and get through levels but it was a it was very difficult in places yeah yeah um then come crash 2 crash is he, he felt a lot more limber um a, a lot less sluggish a lot less weighty and you know he had expanded moves he had the sliding um which you know you could use to crawl as well. Mm. You had the belly flop. You could use a slide to jump higher. All those he, wonderful he, things. He felt he didn't feel floaty. That's the beautiful thing about um, Crash Two. That's where that's where um, Naughty Dog really went above and beyond for his um, for his gameplay for Crash's gameplay. It doesn't feel it, it feels less weighty, but it doesn't feel floaty. It feels good. I wouldn't say perfect because nothing ever really is perfect, let's be honest. But it felt really good to play as Crash in uh, Crash 2. Yeah, it, it, it felt better. Like, it improved on the original. Um, mm. The level design... Overall, I felt the game was a bit easier. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd agree. But it, it, it still picked up in challenge, which was good. Um, so, again, it started off pretty easy and got better. Um, now... Between the first one and the second one, the way that you acquired gems kind of changed. So the first one, getting gems was break every box in a level without dying, mm. period, you know. Well, if you died before you hit the first checkpoint, that was okay, but after that, no. So the second one changed that around. Um, you could still... You, you had to break every box to get certain gems, but, but I think this was the well, well. This was the second iteration of the colored gems throughout the game, and I think the way you got them was like through um, death, uh, death areas. Mm, sort of. Some like of them really, were some really harder, harder areas of um of the levels. Yeah, but so like with, with the the gem opening, 
yeah, with with the gem opening, you could die on the level after you open your first checkpoint, so long as you get all the uh, crates. Yeah, yeah. Not boxes, sorry. Um, boxes, crates are know, kind of yeah. Anyway. It's just another name. Um, <laughs> so yeah, no. Some of some of the gems were on some of the colored gems were on uh, death levels. Even I think some of the colorless ones also were. Yeah, yeah. And. But some of them also, some of the gems were hidden away in secret areas. One of the gems required you to get through a level without breaking any boxes. Oh yeah, I think yeah, there was there was some really interesting ways that they implemented that as well, and and it it it, re, it, it sort of um, incentivized um, replayability and going back through the levels, trying new things. That it it incentivized exploration, which the first game didn't really do as much. Um, but I think this, it's, it basically started off a, a trend that would continue into the third game and would, it would work really, really well. Well, I, if I remember correctly in the third game, they kind of, um, they took some of that back a bit, uh, because there, there's some things that are pretty well hidden in, in Crash 2, you know, that un, unless by accident, you'd have to look up a guide to get them, which yeah, is fine. Which is fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, uh, there was a bit more non-platforming sections in number two, but not too many. You still had your chase levels. Uh, you still had your riding an animal, auto-scrolling levels. Mm, mm. Um, there was also, yeah, there was like a, a kind of a, not a jet ski type thing, but like a waterboard. A waterboard. I'm trying to remember that level because like the third game had jet skis. But I can't remember what it, what there was in the second game. It's been far too long since I played the second game. I think I played the I think I played the third game more than I've played the first two. <laughs> well, it, that makes in sense. in this no, that makes sense. In, in the second game, they kind of had they had some levels where you had um you know platforming, and in those in those platforming levels, there were a few sections where you'd ride like a a, a waterboard yeah or a jetboard thing uh, over water. Hence waterboard waterboard <laughs> waterboard um you know and those were pretty fun as well those were pretty decently designed i guess they they fit in with the levels which was nice um yeah. and and the level settings uh actually that was another thing yeah the, some of those levels had a, a time trial component to them um where you get to the end and you get a, a gem some of those levels that had the waterboard yeah, before number three really ramped that up with um, talismans and stuff like that, but we'll get onto that in just a moment. R- relics, you mean? Relics, sorry, not talismans, relics. Talismans were um, Crash. No, not Crash. Spyro. <laughs> My bad. Anyway. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, it it also mixed up the gameplay a bit. Instead of following like a, a linear path mm. through the game, I mean, you, you, you'd unlock five levels at a time, then have to fight a boss to unlock the next five levels, but you could choose those levels in any order you wanted. Yeah, so it was kind of less linear in that in that sense, um, and it really opened up the game and in, in saying like t- telling you how you can you can play this however you want. You can go into any level, well, sort of, but there's still there was still a linearity to it. But you could just choose the level that you ever whatever you wanted to play, which was kind of fun at the time. Yeah, it, it worked. Um, and yeah, the plot, it, it got a bit deeper. It was a bit more involved. Um, didn't interrupt the gameplay too. Well, yeah, the games never had the plot interrupt the gameplay too much, but no. there, there was a lot more story going on compared to the first one. You know, this time there's like kind of a, 
Who's good? Who is evil? Uh, you know. I, I guess I think it started to become a little bit more grey in terms of, you know, what was going on. But you really knew that, that Cortex was always going to be the overarching villain. Yeah, well, I mean, like, the subtitle Wrath of Cortex or Wrath of Cortex didn't really help matters there, to be honest. True. <laughs> um, but if you didn't see the subtitle and you just played the game, it would be a bit more ambiguous. Well, sort when of. you've got subtitles like Cortex Strikes Back and, and you know, stuff like oh, that. Oh, wait, yeah, so Wrath of Cortex was Wrath of the Cortex was one. the fourth one, and we don't talk about yeah. the fourth one because... Well, we're not talking about the fourth one. You Anyway. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, sorry, Cortex Strikes Back was, the, was kind of the giveaway. If you didn't realise that Cortex was evil, mm. eh. Uh... But yeah, so there was that. There was also the jetpack levels, which were kind of cool. They were kind of cool. They were a little bit finicky in terms of their um, in terms of their implementation with the with the mechanics, but they were still fun. They were still very fun. You could tell that you could tell that Naughty Dog were trying to experiment with the gameplay because these three games came out within a year of each other. Um, Bandicoot uh, first game in '96. Well, within a year, uh, essentially, Bandicoot Crash Bandicoot came out in '96. Cortex Strikes Back was 97 and Warped is 98. So with what they were able to achieve within a, I would assume within a year's worth of progress, um, I thought that was really well done. Like they they did as much as they could to experiment with the core gameplay, make it dynamic, make it fun. Um, and they really reached a fever pitch with three, I think. That was a beautiful blend of, um, except for the water levels, but I hate water levels for the most part. <laughs> Yeah, because nobody does... Well, few people do water well. Some people do, but few people do. Yeah, true. But anyway, anyway. So, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about Warped now. <laughs> hey, you sound so... You sound deflated now. Warped's probably the best game in the series... In the trilogy. N- maybe. I know. Um, why, why do you say that? What do you, what's, your, what's your take on it? Okay, so... Like, gameplay-wise, it, it's another improvement, right? Yeah. Things, again, crash... Crash feels relatively the same, though a little bit better to control. Um, you know, you end up unlocking more moves as you play through the game that mm. either build upon what you already have, or because they really they really refined his his um his control scheme at that point. Yeah, um, and you know the platforming generally feels pretty good, also, mm. which is nice. Um, my problem, problem, problem. <laughs> my my problem with the game, yeah, uh, is that I don't know how to say problem. Apparently, um, it's com- It's a common thing. You probably need to get that checked out. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, I probably should. <laughs> um, so yeah, the, the whole my my problem with the game is that it. Okay, it's so they started. You know, the plot again is kind of deeper slash more interesting what have you yeah yeah um well it's not really deeper it's a bit more surface well, I, I, ge- I guess one. it's, it's, I guess it's like it's, there's i guess it's broader in the terms that you're not fighting against one main enemy this time there's a group of en- there's a group of enemies that have come together and banded with um cortex to to get all the gen- all the crystals no no you're still fighting against cortex and a mask this time well yeah the masks yeah they come into it no the one mask well, yeah, Aku Aku gets an evil twin called Uka Uka and all that other stuff. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no. So the the plot, I, I guess, it's a little. Le- it's well, it's a lot less mysterious. 
a little more cheesy, I'd say. Yeah, there's a bit more hostility directed toward you as well, which is it's fine, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Cortex, Cortex seems tired and just over it at this point, which is great. <laughs> he kind of has that feeling, yeah. Yeah, it, it it does it does interrupt a, like a lot a lot less. Although there wasn't much interruptions with two, anyway. Um, but like my problem with the game is. It, part of it, it just it just feels like it drags after a bit. Um, when when you play, look, I like the the level varieties that they came up with. I like the the biplane stuff, mm. well, the the flying stuff. Um, the bike stuff was cool as well. Yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, I guess, I guess because I'm guessing because it may have been how how many times have you played it over the years? Uh, more than one and two. Yeah, I kind of feel like that that probably would be a big factor. Uh, I mean, it, it's nice to it's nicer to play. It's much more fun to play. But when you've played it multiple times, and this is a game that you can regularly regularly complete a lot of times, and there's still so much to do. I, I think the scope of what you can do in Warped vastly outstrips um, what you can do in ban- in the first game and the second game. I I th- I, th- I think vastly is maybe giving it too much credit, but anyway, I'll, well, I'll let that I, I one get, slide. You can't. <laughs> no, well, here's my thing with it. Like, it, it just gives you a lot more to do in terms of, say, getting all the gems, getting look. Well, you got to get all the crystals, obviously, but getting all the gems, getting all the colored gems, um, unlocking secret levels if you get all the all the relics and stuff like that. Getting trying to get the platinum relics in each level and stuff like that. There's a lot of replayability in this, and sometimes it can get sort of samey and boring and that's where i'm kind of agreeing with you in that regard there's it kind of gets a little stale after a while what, what, what's mm, what, what's a good let me let me put it to you a better way okay when i get to levels that aren't similar to what or previous levels of the other two and when i say similar i mean design wise like you're writing something or or you know you're just doing your platform when you're running away from something. Yeah, that's when I start to bulk. Um, because it's I don't think they had enough time to get some things down pat. Like the flying levels are, are there's the stuff is interesting, the the new stuff, but it, it's just it takes away. F- it's just not as fully formed, and that's because it hasn't had enough time. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, but um, yeah, I feel like that's where it weakens a bit and other than that like i mean it's the, still a pretty the, solid game for what it is some of it is sold some of it's a bit flawed yeah like, outside of that um look the it would have been great and all if they just did more of the same so i understand why naughty dog felt like would have wanted to branch out right um and the gameplay still feels good mm you know, like it's certain things are a lot less obtuse, and the super hidden levels, you don't have to complete them to one hundred percent the game as well, which is good. You know, yeah, it's um, that added, it's that added extra level of challenge if you want yeah, it. Yeah, you you can you can unlock the the levels that require you to get relics and one hundred percent the game that way. That's fine. Yeah, you know, and like the whole thing though it just yeah it's it starts to tire that that's the problem i have and it overall feels a lot less challenging 
Yeah, and especially when you get to the final levels, I think. I, I kind of feel like I'm just like, uh, can we can we hurry this up already? Yeah. I kind of feel like that's the case. Like, and not to not to the game's detriment. It's still the 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 the, the gameplay loop feels very it works it's not entirely polished with the new areas but other than that it's still it still is fun to play um yeah but other than that yeah yeah like, like i said before it's one i've played the most and, and maybe i find it less challenging because i had experience with the other two beforehand yeah although crash bandicoot one i do feel is harder and that's kind of no ifs or buts right warped is the only one i've never seen the game over screen for and that's not for trying to not see it, just I've never seen it. I don't know what it is. It's very generous in terms of um, extra lives and stuff like that. I think it's more geared to uh, for more completion sake rather than uh, actual difficulty. Yeah, but you can still have a difficult game that has a completionist mentality. That is true. That is true. Um, but yeah, like, eh. Anyway. So, yeah, like basically though from one to three the gameplay did improve drastically i'm I'm not going to fault like the general gameplay of warped because it is very tight yeah it's the tightest the series ever got until they moved they moved over to other things yeah um or, or or i should say that naughty dog stopped working on any of the any of the core games yeah I, I feel, though, that number two is just a little bit better because it's much more focused and polished. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, in in a sense, uh, it's less variable. But it's, it's more polished overall, whereas Warped is more polished in certain areas but weaker in others. I, I, guess, be, I guess because Warped is sort of more... Um, uh, bomb, I don't want to say bombastic because that's kind of the wrong word for it, but... It's more wacky compared to the first two games. I mean, there's a wacky element throughout the entire trilogy, but the third game is a lot more wacky because of its time travel time travel element, and that's kind of what hurts it a little bit, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. neither here nor there, I guess. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not 100% certain on its wackiness, but anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, so... I guess we can talk about um, the sound design, if you want. Well, well, the the well, we're going to talk about the presentation. Oh, yes, I, I forgot to right. mention the yeah. death levels which came in. You see, that's the other thing about warped. Like, it didn't have have to worry too much about like further improving. Although, the, you know, there was still room for improvement. Yeah. It at that stage, at least, it didn't seem like they could improve on the base formula more, which I guess gives another reason to push outward. But anyway, death levels. Yes, death levels. So yeah, I I think this came in because of the change to how you know getting gems worked yeah yeah um in number two in that you have to you know smash every box but don't worry so much about dying whereas the death level was an alternate route through certain levels that you had to get to without dying and then once you if you died on the death route it was fine it was unlocked Mm. but if you died beforehand no you can't do that um and i think that and those were generally pretty difficult compared to the 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 main level level as well yeah yeah and that, that's all I wanted to say about them. They're fun. <laughs> they're, they're fun. They add a level of, um, extra level of difficulty. And, and yeah. for a game like that, it's kind of good to see that there was sort of like the branching path sort of aspect of, um, of the platforming. Um, instead yeah. of just one straight line through, there was just a little bit of dynamic 
sort of change to the gameplay, which is kind of cool. Yeah. But anyway, in regards to the presentation, um, the games do kind of look cartoony, but they have some really beautiful environments. Mm. That's all this really is to say about it. I, I guess the big dyna- uh, b- the big change was between, like, for the first game, the first game was set on the islands on Earth before you get to Neocortex's um, laboratory. Um, the second game, you're in the warp room. There's different areas and stuff like that. It feels still like you're on the island. Uh, it feels like you're still in the same area. The third game... But it's, it's less connected. Yeah, it's less connected. And the, the connectedness sort of deteriorates by the third game because you're going through different time periods and different areas in the world and stuff like that, which is fun. Mm. Don't get me wrong. But when it starts to feel less connected to the world around it, it, it starts feeling a little more out of place. But yeah. it's superfluous, I think. There's nothing really to to sort of balk out on that because it, it's it's down to personal preference at that point. Yeah. Look, well, look. I mean, the, the the games still look good. That that that's probably the main thing because they weren't going for a realist thing except Torna. Torna. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's not let's, talk about that. <laughs> let's not talk about Torna. Torna um, is weirdly human. And that's all I'll say. And not, I, I'm guessing due to due to the experiments, but uh, I don't know. No, no, no. That, 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 that's we'll all I'll say there. about Torna. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh. But yeah, like everyone, all the like, yeah. It it it's clearly a a series of games of their era. Yeah. But they still look good. Like the environments still look interesting. You know, and they're still fun to move around. Yeah, I mean, even even though we got a remaster back in 2017, I could probably say I could still go through the original games and still have a lot of fun and not really care about how the the graphics have aged or the um the mechanics have aged honestly because they still feel good to play. They still look good for the most part. But like it's even though you're clearly on a path like going through a, a, a jungle or forest i can't remember what some of the areas are called like it actually feels like you're going through those areas you know yeah yeah um going through space feels like going through space etc etc everything just feels Um, right everything feels right everything looks nice it's you know they're they're not distracting environments but they're well-made environments um they've got a good deal of color and, and and shape and and texture to them you know yeah um and the music of course works really well Music's done by Musico Mutato. Mutato Musica, yeah. Uh, consisting of uh, Mark's, Mark Mothersborough and Josh Mansell. Mark, Mark Mothersborough, you probably know from... Um, oh, what else What else has Mark Mothersborough done that I probably Devo. remember? Devo, that's it. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Um, I know I know who Musico Mutato are. Don't yeah. worry. I'm more than well aware. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the soundtracks work really well for the games. Uh, they're a very good fit. It's... Some of it's a bit more low key, which is nice. Um, actually, yeah, that's something I I didn't like about Warped, and maybe this was a thing with Number Two as well. Yeah, not a hundred percent certain because it's I, I think it's a little less clear in Number Two, but with Warped, the music is like it relies way too much on the main theme. I find. Yeah, for the most part, there's like little tidbits here and there of the main theme everywhere and it's uh 
it kind of works for the most part to create a sense of connectedness with the world, but it just gets annoying half the time. Yeah, obviously it's not the case for everyone. Most levels don't rely on it, but you do hear it a lot. Yeah. And it, it, it almost goes beyond light motif. Yeah. Um but yeah, look other than that, the music always works. It's got a, a, a good energy to it when it needs to. It's fun. <laughs> I mean, there's not much else we can really say that hasn't already been said. It's a the I mean the trilogy has been probably one of the more uh, solid trilogies on the PlayStation in the PlayStation's lifespan. Um, yeah, and and you know you know what the thing about the trilogy is though, it that? has a well named protagonist, Crash, Crash Bandicoot. Because uh, I remember rightly when they were when they were going through names, they were going to go through like Willy the Wombat, um, and it's user Universal Interactive, uh, as great as they are. I don't know if you can detect sarcasm, but... <laughs> um, anyway, hey, I, 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 was, I was trying to say something. <laughs> cut me off. But anyway, Sorry. let me... Can, can I say my thing now? Please, I'm, I'm, I'm offended, sir. You must let me say my thing. No. Uh, go on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, can't believe I work with you. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Ow. <laughs> But anyway. So yeah, the, the thing is, like, the name Crash Bandicoot is a good name, mm. unlike the name Douge Venley, which I have a story about if you're willing to let me tell you. Oh, so this is how you were going to work it in, you crafty bastard. Hey. All right. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> you, you ready for this? Well, I guess I'm ready. Here we go. <laughs> okay. So so in, I think it was 2016 towards the end. Right. Uh, the person I was living with at the time and I uh, would do the crossword weekly, right? Right. In just some regular paper that would be delivered to our house for free. Yeah. Uh, and one of the clues was something about holes, right? I think like a, a well-made hole, right. you know? And anyway, I fill it out and like, blah, blah. And we had some of the things, so I, I fill it out and I, I look at it, right? And I go... Like douche Venley, what the what the what the hell is douche Venley? Right? And you know, my, my housemate's looking at it like what? And then it clicked that it was dug evenly. <laughs> how do you get do how do you get douche Venley from Doug I don't know. Doug because it was the way I was reading it and the, the way that everything was positioned. And it wasn't uh. like we got it straight away either. It took quite a few minutes. For it to dawn that it was Doug Evenly, not Douge Venley. <laughs> what a name, though, Douge Venley. Yeah, well, I've used it for assignments, like when you've had to, like, you know, you work for an associate company and blah, 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 and here's, <laughs> your, here's your graphical... He, here's my associate. His name is Douge Venley. No, 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 no. Yeah, so, we're like, you know, because some assignments require you to, like, pretend that you're from, like, a, a consultancy firm and stuff. And you, uh, especially in GIS, when you had to do a whole lot of program, like, a, a whole lot of mapping and, and whatnot. Yeah. To work out where the best area to, like, build, like, a, a research station is in an area based on, like, flood inundation, fire spread, solar inundation, all this other stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so you'd put, like, oh, oh let's call ourselves Douge Venley and Associates, you know, and stuff like that. Hey, that kind of works. Kind of works. Anyway, but anyway, that, that it's minor divergence aside. <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, I, I guess 
well, we haven't, we probably haven't touched as much on the games as would like, but uh, shall we just call it a, a, a draw here? I, I'd say so. I mean, there's not much else that we that we could say that probably hasn't already been said. They're they're very fun games to place till the, to this day. I mean, the the fact that the um the insane trilogy exists is a testament to that. Um, insane, not insane. Insane. N N yeah, semantics. But you know, N for <laughs> N sanity. Uh, I can't believe you've done that. Anyway, um, <laughs> but yeah, I can still go back to these games and play them even without the uh, the remaster trilogy there. They're fun to play. I mean, the third one still gets a little bit samey after a while because of how much we've played it. Uh, but that's a real testament to how good the third game was as well as the other two. Mm. Well, Sorry, uh, continue. Please yeah. continue. Well, and the, 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 how we thought the third game was good back then. Yeah, it was well, just easier to get into, I think. Yeah, well, I, I certainly liked the third game the most when I was younger, but as I've gotten older, it's leaned more towards two. Yeah, um, same. If Be- I were to, if I were to rank them, um, from best to worst, well, best to least best. Hang on, you never do this, so this is a new thing for you. No, no, no. no. Well, well, I'm just trying to give you my perspective. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I, I think like all the games have their their pros and cons, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And two is just the most well refined. Um, I, I would say from best to least best, it would be two, three, then one. One purely because uh, it was like they clearly hadn't gotten everything, but the solid base was there. Uh, three, because it it, it improved and, and weakened in some ways. Um, and like if, if they'd gone on to Donna, do a number four, I'm sure that it would have probably ended up being the best, right? Um, and two, just because it's the... Yeah, two is because it's the the most focused, refined, and 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 o- polished overall without being sterile. You yeah. know, it's not well, saying that really travelers uh, when travelers tales picked that up. It's not saying that they didn't make good games with the concept. I mean, for example, I think um, I played from what I played of um, I think it was Twin Sanity. I thought that was really good, but when they reused when they reused Warped for um wrath of cortex i'm like uh. but that's also in saying how that's a testament to how good the first trilogy was in that regard you just like saying you just like saying testament honestly it's what else what else, what else can i say honestly um but yeah naughty dog had a really good basis for the first game they improved upon it with the, the second game and that's why I'm I'm inclined to agree with that ranking because the second game just feels more connected in terms of the 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 concepts, the gameplay, the the just the just the core gameplay loop and how it, yeah. it how it integrates with the world. Um, I think. Go on. <laughs> no, no, no. Keep going. I thought you say you were gonna wanted to say something, but anyway. Um, I was just gonna say let's wrap wrap this up. Yeah. Anyway, keep going. Um, but yeah, um, I would definitely recommend playing all three. They're they're really good to get back into, and um, they're a ton of fun. Yeah, I'd recommend playing all three in release order, um, rather than just how I feel they hold up, uh, because it just gives you a better perspective. Yeah, you you see, you tend to see where Naughty Dog went from strength to strength, and then a little bit back down for warped. But you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, look overall. Games have good presentation, they have good music, uh, and good gameplay. That's, yeah. Pretty much it. Anyway. Anyway. Pretty much it. Um, anyway, thank you for joining me today, Brendan. Thanks Even for having though, me. You know, yeah, like if maybe if we'd done one episode per 
you know thing that probably would have gotten more in depth, but another another time for another day or never at all. But Who anyway, knows? thank you for your time. Who knows? Thanks for having me. Yep. And um, you can find me. <laughs> this is normally where I'd where where each version of me spruiks things, and usually we've gone through a stage where you ask me to spruik, but um, I'm going to do it now anyway. Yeah, so, but, what, what, is there something you want to spruik? Uh, there not today actually no uh oh, okay, no then. um i usually what i i stream on twitch mondays wednesdays and fridays from 6 p.m australian eastern standard time uh, you can also find me on twitter as well and i'm a semi-regular contributor for culturator as well you can find my most recent at this point uh recent review on faith part two uh go and check that out really good game I wasn't expecting you to go that deep, but okay. Um, I never usually go that deep, but when I go deep, I go deep. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. um, Go away. So we've got... (laughs) (laughs) Look, thank you to our patrons for supporting us and, you know, helping us able to do things like this as well as, you know, get more feature articles out. Um, I know there's been a bit of a lull recently, but we're going to pick that up again. Uh, big thank you to all our listeners and readers. Hopefully you're getting something out of this. If there's anything you think we can improve on, please let us know. Because even though we're up to episode 24, we are still feeling our way through this. And we're only going to get better from here on in. So if you guys got anything, please do let us know. Uh, we'd love to hear the feedback. M- maybe better. Maybe, maybe. better. You no, know. no, no, uh, no promises. <laughs> <laughs> And of course, a, a big thank you to Sixo because yeah, Sixo, you're just awesome. Thank you, Sixo. All right. Anyway, have a good one, everyone. All right. Thanks so much for listening, and we hope you have a great time of day. No. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye.